Last Friday, Kelly Bartlett boarded an Alaska Airlines flight from Portland, Oregon to Ontario, California. It was going to be a one-day event that I had to be at. So my plan was to take a quick flight out Friday night, and then I was going to come home the next night. The plane took off at around 5 p.m. and began climbing into the sky. It got to 10,000 feet, then 11,000, and eventually it reached 16,000 feet. And it was right then that all of a sudden there was just this really loud boom. I mean, that was the most startling thing, but it was the combination of the boom plus this gush of wind, which you just don't expect that on an airplane. I was like, where is that breeze coming from? It was just so unnerving, just all of it. And then, of course, at the same time, the oxygen mask dropped, which I've never been on a flight where that's happened before. So all of that in combination was just really scary because you know something's wrong, but you don't know what and you don't know how serious it is. Kelly didn't know it yet. But three rows behind her, a panel from the plane had ripped away, leaving a gaping hole in the aircraft. In the cockpit, pilots radioed air traffic control. Uh, yeah, we're about to go down. Last aircraft, say again. It's down in Alaska. Flag, trouble to declare an emergency. We're descending down to 10,000. The pressure in the cabin dropped. Passenger belongings like phones were sucked out of the plane. So when this happened, just within like two minutes probably, there was all this commotion and chaos. It was happening behind me, so I did not see it because I was putting my mask on and trying to get my bearings. But then this kid jumps over me and sits in the middle seat and grabs the mask and puts it on. The young man had come from a couple rows behind Kelly, and she noticed that he wasn't wearing a shirt. She began communicating with him using the Notes app on her phone because it was so noisy on the plane. And I asked him on just through our notes app, I said, were you by that window? And he said, yes, and his mom was. And he lost his cell phone, he lost his laptop, and he lost his shirt. That's why he had no shirt on, and that because the suction literally ripped it off of his body. And because he had his seatbelt on, he wasn't also tossed out of the airplane. I mean, it was crazy. And I just to think about that was really scary to think how close he came. His seatbelt saved his life. The plane made an emergency U-turn. It landed back at Portland Airport at 5.27 p.m., about 20 minutes after it took off. Disaster was narrowly avoided, and there were no major injuries. But the incident sent shockwaves through the airline industry, and it brought new attention to struggles within the company that made the plane, Boeing. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Jessica Mendoza. It's Tuesday, January 9th. Coming up on the show, the hole in Alaska Airlines Flight 1282. This episode is brought to you by Global X ETFs. Looking to invest? Start your journey by exploring exchange-traded funds with GlobalX ETFs. Exchange-traded funds, or ETFs for short, create baskets of stocks, bonds, and other assets that you can buy in a single trade. GlobalX specializes in ETFs that track emerging trends, like the rise of artificial intelligence, as well as strategies aimed to generate income potential. Visit GlobalXETFs.com to discover how you can get started.
Our colleague Allison Sider covers the airline industry. How unusual is an incident like this? Well, I mean, I think it's very unusual. Um, This is just not the sort of thing that we see happen. I mean, planes, you know, things go wrong on flights and they make emergency landings. They hit birds. Um, There's, you know, there's a number of things that go wrong and some of them are scary for passengers, but this was really dramatic. The plane involved in the incident is a Boeing 737 MAX 9. The MAX series of planes is one of Boeing's most popular aircrafts. All of the MAXs are kind of the workhorse of global aviation. They're narrow-body planes. They fly just to a lot of common destinations. You know, airlines like them because they're very fuel-efficient. And um, if you fly, you know, domestically, you've probably been on one. They're pretty common. When you say common, like, are they being used by most domestic airlines? Yes. uh, United... Southwest, American, Alaska, you know, they're pretty prevalent. You know, not every flight is on a max, but, you know, especially as airlines replace their fleets and and buy new planes and retire old ones, they're fairly ubiquitous. The Alaska Airlines plane that flew out of Portland Friday was a pretty new Max 9. It went into service in November and had made 145 flights before the incident. What was it that broke away from the plane? If you're a passenger, I think it would look just like, you know, a window. It's row 26. It would look just like a window like any other, but it's actually a panel that's a plug. It's a door plug, you know, and certain airlines have an exit door there, like for a possible emergency exit. And some airlines don't need that. You know, if you're operating with fewer seats like Alaska does or or United, there's no need to have an emergency exit there. So... In this case, it was it's a plug, I guess is what we're calling it. After the incident, the Federal Aviation Administration immediately grounded about 170 MAX 9 planes with that same door plug. And that had an impact on the airlines with the biggest MAX 9 fleets, Alaska and United Airlines. I mean, Alaska has been canceling about 20% of its flights each day. You know, it's a good chunk of their fleet. It's not a huge airline. They've got 65 of these planes. So it has been fairly impactful for Alaska. United, it's a larger airline, so it's not quite as impactful. The National Transportation Safety Board also launched an investigation into what had happened with Flight 1282. One of the big priorities for the investigation was to find the door plug. Um, Right. As kind of the central clue into what might have happened. And it's not small. You know, it's 63 pounds. It's 48 inches by 26 inches. It's something you'd think would be pretty noticeable. But it actually took them almost like two full days, I think, to locate it. It was a pretty involved search. You know, they were using radar to try to figure out where it was, like tracking the plane's path. They were asking people to look for it in their yards, like business owners to go up on their roofs. Um, And then it turned up Sunday night in the backyard of a local school teacher. And he sent in some pictures and they went out this morning and got it. Here's that school teacher, Bob Sauer, in an interview. I could see that there was something uh, gleaming white uh, underneath the trees in the back that isn't normally there. And when I went to investigate it, it was very obviously part of a plane. It had the same curvature as a fuselage. It had a a plane-type window in it. um, And it was white, uh, which is why it was gleaming. The NTSB found that four bolts used to keep the plug in place on Flight 1282 were missing. Officials are now working to figure out if they'd been installed in the first place. 
Loose parts have since been found on other Alaska Airlines and also United Airlines MAX 9 jets. Alaska Airlines said the safety of its planes is a priority, and it will, quote, take the time and steps necessary to ensure their airworthiness. Boeing also said it would help address all findings from federal investigators to make sure its planes are safe. Questions about the safety of Boeing planes aren't new. And this latest incident is putting the manufacturer back in the spotlight. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people, for employees, for developers, and even your customers removing frustration and supercharging productivity. On our intelligent platform, AI isn't just a promise. It's happening today. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Tap the banner to learn more or visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. Even before this Alaska Airlines incident, Boeing was already facing scrutiny over its MAX series planes. The MAX 8, which was an earlier version of the MAX 9, was involved in two fatal crashes in 2018 and 2019. Lion Air was the operator in Indonesia, and the MAX has a fatal crash. And, you know, as they're still investigating that crash, you know, months later, there is another crash, an Ethiopian air crash, you know, same, a MAX 8, you know, similar circumstance. And then, you know, everyone became very, very worried at that point you know, two crashes within, you know, six months or so, 346 people died. Authorities found that a flight control system, not door plugs, played a role in those crashes. It was getting kind of erroneous data that was causing it to push the plane's nose down, and the pilots weren't able to overcome it. So it, you know, resulted in, you know, the system thinking that it needed to push the nose of the plane down based on faulty data and resulting in the planes crashing. Max 8 and 9 planes were taken out of service worldwide for two years. What did that mean for Boeing? Well, I mean, it was just, you know, an enormously difficult period for Boeing. It was under you know, investigation, facing lawsuits, facing a number of different probes over the course of the two years. And it was really just sort of nonstop in the spotlight the CEO was fired. There was a, a large $2.5 billion settlement with the Justice Department where Boeing, you know, had to kind of concede that its, its employees had deceived regulators about safety issues. And it really, you know, they had a new CEO and he was just promising that they were going to get back to basics, focus on, you know, the product and engineering and, and could just clean everything up. And they were going to kind of repair the damage with the regulator, repair the relationship with the FAA and just get back on track. In 2020, the FAA allowed Boeing to resume deliveries of its MAX planes to airlines. But manufacturing issues have persisted. 
and they've included electrical problems, misdrilled holes, and loose bolts and rudder systems. Some of those issues involve one of Boeing's most important suppliers, a company called Spirit Aerosystems. It was spun off from Boeing in 2005. Spirit Aerosystems, it's another aerospace company. It's based in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, you know, they make the plane's fuselage. So they're the ones that are responsible for installing the door plug in this case. So, you know, Spirit and Boeing are kind of both involved in this investigation and involved in, you know, trying to figure out, you know, where, where the problem may have occurred. Last year, you know, Boeing told airlines that they had discovered a problem. Holes that had been drilled, I think, were misaligned and they had to be looked at again. And, you know, that was something that was blamed on spirits. You know, they recently brought in a new CEO, a longtime Boeing executive, you know, aiming to kind of turn things around, uh, stop all of these production problems that had created disruptions for Boeing, which is their customer, and sort of get that process under control. Spirit Aerosystems, along with a union that represents its workforce, have been invited to join in the investigation. The supplier didn't respond to requests for comment. What happens next? Like, what are you going to be keeping an eye on? Well, I mean, so the next step is, like, there's sort of the two tracks, getting the planes off the ground and seeing what comes out of these inspections. Like, if they find more um, problems, things like these loose bolts that point to a potential cause or we don't know if that was the cause, but that gives some clues into what possibly could have happened. And then the investigation that the NTSB is conducting, which you know hopefully will answer some of these questions. It might take several months, but the NTSB has said, you know, when we, if we learn something sooner that has safety implications, we won't wait. We'll tell you, like, if something needs to change that we find out soon over the course of the investigation. Allison says that the incident on Flight 1282 is the latest in a long line of problems that have recently affected the airline industry. You know, there has been, you know, last year, we saw a number of, you know, for instance, close calls on runways, you know, an uptick in some of the more serious incidents on runways. And we've avoided anything, in the U.S. especially, anything kind of truly catastrophic. But we have seen concerns, you know, about shortages of air traffic controllers, shortages of pilots, like kind of a number of incidents that are on their own are fairly minor, but that sort of have people scratching their heads when taken as a whole. And then to start this year with this incident, you know, I think that does have people a little bit worried. I think that like the FAA and Boeing and the airlines probably do have a lot of work to do to convince people that this plane is safe to fly once it's ungrounded, especially since the investigation into the root cause is still ongoing and will probably be going on for some time. What would it mean for airlines if Boeing can't sort out these issues that it's facing? You know, like there's really only two major airplane suppliers of this size. So there's, you know, there's Boeing and there's Airbus and that makes the airlines very dependent on these suppliers and, you know, very frustrated when things go wrong, whether it's just mundane stuff like there's supply chain snarls and delivery delays or, you know, even more so when it's serious things that undermine people's confidence in travel. When things like this happen and there's a sense that it's one thing after another, you know, it is very concerning for the airlines.
that's all for today, Tuesday, January 9th. The Journal is a co-production of Spotify and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by Allison Pohl, Andrew Tangle, and Sharon Turlip. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.